Being a professional isn't about the money you make, the position you hold, your level of expertise or fame. It's the motivation and the attitude you bring to your work. A desire for always learning and improving and balancing your creative output with getting the business done. Welcome and join the Creating Pros. Hi, and welcome back to Creating Pros. I'm your host, Jim Nettles. And this week, I want to dive a little bit into something that has been creeping up into a lot of the work I'm doing lately, a lot of the conversations, um, a lot of the projects, and even some of the stuff that I'm doing, you know, personally, new book projects, things along these lines. And as I'm looking at things that are coming up for the next few months and even the next year. And really what I want to talk about today is that idea of risk. How do we how do we look at it? How do we deal with it? And how do we use it? And how do we we kind of leverage and understand it? I've spent a lot of my career, you know, doing a lot of the things that I do in terms of looking at understanding what can happen, what can go right, what can go wrong. Um, if things do go wrong, what does that mean? And so this really all boils down to that idea of risk. Now, having spent a lot of my career in and around insurance and financial instruments and a lot of these sorts of things, as well as technology, means that a lot of the things that we do and focus on are all risk-based, right? Well, what's risk? You know, when, when I use that word in a lot of spaces, especially in the creative space, everybody immediately kind of goes to, oh, risk is something's going to happen to me personally. Um, something is going to affect me physically. Somebody's going to clean up my bank account. Somebody's going to attack me in a parking lot. But realistically, we don't think about risk often the right way. We don't think about risk as to what it really and truly means. And risk is really just about dealing with the unknown. It's uncertainty about what's going to happen in the future. And it's not necessarily a question of, you know, will something fail? Will something not perform like I expect to? But really just that idea of no plan really survives contact with starting to execute on it. It's that idea that sometimes it is the happy accident. You're working on a story and all of a sudden you go down a path that you didn't really expect to. Maybe you're going off your outline. Maybe you're just doing discovery writing. It's a painting, a piece of art where all of a sudden you make a mistake and, and something happens and, and you start to create new discoveries. Well, risk can be the same way, but I want to dive into it from a little different standpoint. Um, doing work right now on a lot of different projects that are hopefully we'll be talking about here over the, the coming months. But we've been looking at what are the risks? You know, what are the technology risks of some of the things that we're doing? What about risks with how people are going to perceive some of the things that we're doing? What are some of the risks about some of the time and money we're investing? Are we confident in what we're doing? And the truth is, nothing's certain. Nothing is ever guaranteed, and that's part of the fun of life. That is part of the fun of creativity, is we can kind of bring things to life that are in our heads and our hearts and that are that make up our being. You know, we bring new creations to life and because it's something we need to share of ourselves. At the same time, we can never guarantee how that's going to be received by the world. Will it find an audience? Will it um, you know, will it offend somebody? Will it make someone mad? Will it touch someone? And all of these kinds of things really are 
sort of risks we have to confront. I mean, one of the biggest challenges that that we see and that I've been in a lot of conversations about over the last couple of weeks are what are realistically risks. I mean, for example, you know, I could walk out the door um, and get hit on the head by a meteorite. Not really likely, but the odds are not zero. It it happens. It's just extremely infrequent. Um, now, it's a lot more likely that what I could do is walk out the door and one of the, the birds in the yard is going to decide to dive bomb me or make a big deposit on me or my car. Um, still, not something that's going to, you know, not world ending. Could be unpleasant, but okay. Um, it is entirely likely that sometime this week I'm going to walk out the front door and walk into a pile of spiderwebs. Happens all the time. All of these things have consequences I don't necessarily like. All these have things that, that are problematic, but what can I do about them? Well, this is where we have to understand what really is risk. You know, risk kind of breaks down into to three major categories. And yeah, there's a lot of different ways of breaking them down. I've done it a lot of different ways over the years. But really for us, if you're in creative space, risks break down a couple of different ways. The first of which is, for lack of better terms, it's what actuaries do every day. It's the law of big numbers. You know, we can't really predict what one person will do, but we can predict what people will do. We'll, if we take a large enough group of people, we can have a pretty good idea as to what's likely to happen. So for example, this coming week, um, I'll be headed to GalaxyCon in Raleigh. If you happen to be in Raleigh or want to come out, you know, please do come by and say hi. Um, so looking at that, you know, when I look at doing that kind of an event, what are the risks? Well, the major risks are, number one, I've got to get there. Um, number two, I've got to have a lot of money tied up in inventory. Uh, we've paid for this booth a year ago. There's paying for the, the house, the lodging, all that kind of stuff, right? Um, so the top risk would be that nobody buys a book. Nobody does anything so that we see some of the gains that we expect by doing that kind of an event. You know, the risk is that somebody doesn't like the work we're doing. Somebody doesn't like something. Um, you know, and in terms of the law of big numbers, statistically, at some point, somebody's not going to like something. Um, but also statistically, I can look at that and say, because I've done the event before, we also know that there's a lot of people that do like us. They support us. They come by, want to see us, chat, hang out a bit, and buy some books. Um, you know, so if I look at that, it's from a law of big numbers. I understand that there are risks about people not necessarily liking some of the things that we do. And I'm not worried about them. What I'm worried about are the people that will like or enjoy the stuff that we do. The next kind of a risk is, is operational. And this kind of feeds off of what I was just talking about is a lot of the time operational risks just mean somebody's doing better than I am. Somebody has executing better than I am. Somebody is producing more work than I am. I've got a lot of friends in the space that they do outproduce me. They get a lot more done. Um, also for a lot of them, that's their full-time career, their full-time job. I write fiction. I do nonfiction. I do a lot of consulting. I do a lot of other stuff. So one of my risks is that am I producing enough work and new things to reach new audiences to accomplish what I personally want to get to come out of this? But again, 
I also understand what my my goals are, and largely it's I enjoy writing fiction. I enjoy creating fiction. It's good for my mental health. Um, it's one of those things also that has been rewarding for me in a lot of different ways. So I recognize the risk of having people do and outcompete me, but I'm not worried about that. But for other people I know in, in the space, if someone, if something changes, for example, we've talked some about AI, um, you know, if all of a sudden AI art becomes the rage, you know, certain people, uh, you know, for example, uh, Tom Fleming that was on a few weeks ago, I'll see Tom at GalaxyCon. This is his living is creating art. If all of a sudden his style of art falls out of favor and he has no audience, that would be a problem for Tom. These are the kinds of things we look at as an operational risk. But again, we have to have faith in our work and belief in what we're doing to keep doing it. The, the third one and the one that's often the hardest, and this is often where we actually fall to first, are the idea of active threats. You know, that someone is actively trying to bring down my website. Somebody is actively trying to steal something from me. Somebody is actively trying to trash my, my social media presence, whatever the case may be. Um, it could be that somebody is trying to attack you in a parking lot. These are active threats, right? These are things that also often have the greatest potential for an impact. And we have to understand that these things are there. But we also look at these things, the most likely of the kinds of risks we face are the ones that we don't contemplate the most. We focus on the things that we are most afraid of, which are often those active threats. And the problem with this is that when we do that, we we distract ourselves, we lose ourselves, and often we allow that fear to take over. Fear is a healthy emotion. Fear makes sure that we keep ourselves in check. Fear makes sure that we contemplate our actions. We think about what we're going to do and why. Fear is one of those things that really can help keep us in check, and it keeps us alive. That's the purpose of that entire blend of chemicals and endorphins and all the other stuff that goes on and feeds into this idea of fear. The main thing is we can't let that fear control us or make decisions for us. We can let it help inform us, especially about things that are active risks if something's happening. And this is one of those things that is much easier said than done, like a lot of the things that we talk about here. So how do we go about managing these threats? How do we manage these risks? How do we manage dealing with these things so that we can get on with our day and do the things that we need to do? Bring new work into the world, create new art, create new works, reach new audiences. Well, there, there's really a couple of, there's a lot of different methodologies people will talk to you, but the looking at it from a creative space, the, the thing that I usually talk to people about is this. Keep it really simple. You know, first of all, just make a list. Identify those things that you think are likely to happen or even maybe not likely to happen, but are things that really do concern. Maybe it is I'm going to potentially get into a wreck while I drive to Raleigh. Is that something I'm going to worry about a lot? No. Is it a possibility? Of course. Um, but I can focus on things that are are potentially those kinds of risks, things I need to consider, such as do I want to invest the time and the capital to do an event 
will I get the return out of it I'm looking for? Um, once I've come up with that list of things and said, oh yeah, okay, here's the list of things that could happen. Now we're going to go in and analyze them. You know, how likely is this to happen? If it does happen, what's what's the impact to me? Um, if I go through and something like this does happen, you know, what what are all the what are all the risks that come out of this happening? For example, you know, I'm looking at, at at something later this year, which would be a large time investment and a large financial investment. And so I'm having to go through the analysis of it. Is the return on it worth the potential risk? Um, so you go through and, and figure all of that out and you look at it. But what you want to do is understand what the risks are. You have to separate that that emotion from it and understand, okay, if I go do a show and I nobody buys a book and you know nobody talks to me and I just sit in a corner, if all of that happens, what's the worst thing that can happen? Realistically, it's I'm you know it costs me the money and the time and the investment to be there. Move on. So once I've gone through and said okay, I've analyzed it. Now we move into kind of that question of what can I do to mitigate those risks? How can I, now that I know the risks I'm, I'm contemplating, what can I do that will help mitigate them? If it is, I'm trying to launch a new book, what kind of marketing campaigns can I go on? What kind of ads can I run? What can I do to reach my existing audience to tell them something new is coming out the door? If I'm doing an event like going to Raleigh um, and having done it before, of course, I do a lot of shows, but if you've never done a show before, there's a lot of fear that can come along with that because you don't know what to expect. You don't know how these things work and how they operate. Um, maybe you have fear about you have to make money off of this because, you know, this is where you make your living or this is where you're trying to make your living. Um, understanding what the risks are, understanding what the potential impact of that is. Now you can start looking at things that will help you mitigate that risk. You can look at and see what are the things that if the worst case scenario happens, what are the things that you can do to help adjust and be ready for it? And so the ways that we can do that are once I understand something, I can make sure that maybe I, you know, now that I know I'm going to go do a large show, I mentally prepare myself for that large show. Um, I was talking to somebody not long ago to, at, at an event. They were talking about trying to figure out doing their first book signing events. And they they had a lot of, of concerns about doing this. Um, I've been in a lot of conversations the last couple of weeks with some of the projects we're working on where um, a couple of the partners are concerned about you know what kind of investment is going to be required to make this happen. And so now we start looking and saying, okay, well, if we understand the investment that's required, if we understand the amount of time that's required, if we understand the skill sets that are going to be needed. And we also now understand a lot of how some of these things are going to be potentially received when we roll them out. Um, now what we can do is make sure that we are walking out there and doing it knowingly. We're consciously offering certain things up. And part of that means that we also understand if things don't go as we expect, we have a pretty good idea as to what our worst case scenario really should be. 
And now that we have that idea, we can do the hardest part of all of this. By knowing that we have risks, by spending the time to understand them, analyze them, go in and say, no, this can happen. And here's what what the really likely outcomes are going to be. Now that we've kind of done the things that we can do to reduce the risk. So for example, if I want to attract people to my booth, maybe I've got the right signage up. Maybe I've got the right banners and posters up. Have I done things that will draw attention to me? Have I mentally prepared myself to be able to go out there and have a conversation? Well, in the event that the worst case scenario happens or any of the things that you understand it as a risk happen, now that you've contemplated it, now that you've thought about it, now that you you understand what may happen, now you can spend the time to take the emotion out of it. Go ahead and plan for how you'll respond if certain things happen. Because if you've gone ahead and done that part, if you've gone ahead and accepted that some risks exist and things will always happen, things will always deviate from the plan, for lack of a better term. But also the likelihood of the absolute worst case scenario being what happens is also very low. Once you know how the risks may happen and once you figure out, okay, well, I've accepted this risk, which means I've also accepted the consequences. If the worst case scenario thing happens, you take it, you learn from it, and you can move on. But also, I have a firm belief that once you kind of have accepted this, because fear of a thing is always worse than the thing itself. We're strong. We're resilient. We've all been through experiences that were unpleasant. We've all been through things in some cases that were even traumatic in different ways. But the difference is how we respond to those things. We go through life, we take our collection of experiences, we take our collection of what we've done and how things have, have played out from those experiences. And once we've done that, we've learned from those things. For some people, those learnings mean that they decide to not come out of their shell. I can't blame some of the people I know who have been through, in some cases, traumatic and horrific experiences. Other people I know have taken those experiences, learned from them, grown from them, and become much stronger for them. Their work is much greater. Um, their ability to bring benefit joy, learning to the world is much greater because of it. But most of us will never go through those kinds of experiences. All of us will have things that impact us. We have loss. We have um, failures. We have things that don't, don't work like we want them to. But if we can leverage ourselves on those experiences and learn that we can survive those experiences, which means that we can also then learn to learn from what will come for us in the future. Again, things will always happen. Some, you know, some things will be good. Some things will not. But fundamentally, at the end of the day, if you understand these things and we understand that life is a roller coaster, we ride the ups and the downs. And unfortunately, we all too often decide to focus on the negative, on the downside of what the bad uh, on what potentially could happen. And we allow that to be what, what controls us, what drives us. 
when we do that, then that's when we actually find ways for that bad thing to happen. You know, some people will call it, you know, manifesting it. You can manifest the good stuff. You can manifest the bad stuff. But the way I look at it is this. If we look for the bad, we will find a way to make that happen. We will find the way to go down the back alley path to make sure we get that negative experience. But if we also do the opposite, if we go and we understand the risks, we understand the ups and the downs, we understand what can happen and we have already accepted those consequences to go take an action, then we also are empowered to go find the positive. We're empowered to find the way out of that, the way around that, the way to avoid those risks as much as possible. We can never avoid them 100%. And once we know and accept that, then we can move on and go and say, I'll accept those consequences, but let me also be ready and willing to accept the gifts of the experience. Let me be willing to accept the positive side of the experience. And this is where risk mitigation becomes really important. If we know it and we understand it and we can learn to manage it, then we also can learn to understand and accept and manage the gifts, the benefits, and all those things that going out, having life, having experience will bring to us. Because again, things will happen. Things will not go to plan. But also there's times that those things that don't go to plan aren't bad. There are times that that creates an opportunity. It creates it creates new connections. It creates things that teach us, that we learn from, and that they won't necessarily have hurt us. It may not be the way we wanted them to play out. We may not have gotten the big benefit. But the benefit we get from understanding risks happen, things don't always go to plan, but the gifts that can come out of that experience can be way larger than the problems that that we encountered along the way. So until next week, this has been Creating Pros, and I invite you guys to go out there and look for the gifts in your learnings for the next week, and we'll see you again soon.